Welcome to the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. It's Indiana. Watford for the win! Yes! Yes! Unbelievable! Your daily home for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Welcome to Indiana basketball. Smart takes the shot! And the Hoosiers with three seconds. Go ahead. Indiana wins the championship. Keith Smart is the hero. When my time on earth is gone and my activities here are past, I want they bury me upside down and my critics can kiss my Now here's your host, Matt Dennison. It's Indiana, what I feel is the pinnacle, the absolute pinnacle of all of college basketball. Hello and welcome in Thursday edition of the program. Glad to have you with us. Complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Great to have college basketball on. We've had some great early season games, some big early season games on this week, starting earlier with the Champions Classic in Indianapolis. Last night, Texas absolutely dominated Gonzaga, but just great to see those kind of games. And of course, we're working our way to Friday. We're now a day away, hours away from the toughest test of the season by far so far for Indiana as they play Xavier in a game that I think is going to tell us a lot, a lot more, especially about this Indiana team here very early on. Welcome into our Thursday program, another very, very busy show, so we'll get right into it today. A look at the show lineup, a service of Honey Bay Cam in New Albany. Segment one here in moments, we have a guest that's going to join us. That guest is Coach Nate Hawkins down at Heritage Hills. Coach Hawkins has been with us before, one of the great guys in Southern Indiana High School basketball, a great coach, a lot of success on his resume, and he's going to join us to talk about Trent Sicily, who's a big target of Indiana and Purdue, and really it seems like so much of the Big Ten Conference here in just a moment. And really the uh, the stage for this interview is that Coach Hawkins' team is going to be at New Albany on Saturday afternoon for a scrimmage against the Bulldogs to open up the season. So we'll tell you about that. And I know a lot of area fans that have asked questions or are curious about Trent Sicily and the player that he's becoming. You'll get a chance to see him here locally on Saturday afternoon. So Coach Hawkins with us here in just a moment. Also later in the show, Thursday's Alex Bozich of Inside the Hall always joins me for the latest on IU basketball. So we're close. We're almost there to the big Friday night game with Xavier. We'll break that down. We'll preview that contest and a lot more coming up with Alex today. Also, later in the show, kind of a unique interview today, uh, we recognize a lot of local athletes that sign, especially with Division I schools. And Pey- Peyton Drummond, she's a junior at Floyd Central, uh, she committed uh, some time back to the Indiana softball program. So she's got some interesting connections to that program, and she's a, a star at Floyd Central. They've had a really good softball program, and she's going to join us to talk about her commitment to IU softball and what's ahead for her. So kind of a unique commitment in a sport that we don't always talk about, but an important sport, a sport locally that's been very good. And uh, IU's football program has some local connections, and Peyton Drummond 
of Floyd Central is just the latest for a local player that will participate or will be in the IU softball program once her high school career at Floyd Central comes to a close. That's the show lineup, a service of Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Don't forget to check out their dinner package deals, which are being offered. You can dine in, take them to go, and curbside service is still available as well at Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Don't forget the Thornton's text line is open. That number is 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. If you've got a question, a topic, something you want to ask about Trent Sisley for Coach Hawkins or IU for Alex Bozich or Peyton Drummond, IU softball commit later in the show, you can get your questions in now at 502-414-1450. Right now you can get a free sausage, egg, and cheese biscuit, a bacon, egg, and cheese croissant, or a steak and egg burrito, any fountain drink, tea, or fizz freeze, or 20-ounce bottled soda when you become a new Refreshing Rewards member. Simply download the app and register for the Refreshing Rewards program to earn your free breakfast on Thornton's. All right, let's get to our first guest here this busy show, Coach Nate Hawkins of Heritage Hills. Coach, it's always great to connect. Trent Sisley's offered us the chance to hook up a few times here on the radio, but in advance of your upcoming season, let me be the first to wish you best of luck. You've got a really good ball club you're going to be putting out there this season. Well, I really appreciate that, Matt, and and I always enjoy jumping on and, and talking with you, uh, you know, on the show or, uh, or or just in person, you know. But uh, uh, it's nice to get on with you. Uh, love talking hoops. Love talking about our basketball program, and uh, you know, of course, Trent Sisley and uh, what he means to our basketball program. No question about it, Coach. Before we talk about Trent and some of the developments in his game and recruiting, let's talk about the Saturday scrimmage. You'll be bringing your Patriots team to New Albany to open up the season. It's a controlled scrimmage, so it's not the same setup as a normal game, but still an opportunity for you and your coaches and Coach Shannon and his staff as well to get a look at your respective teams and obviously for fans to get out and kind of get an early taste for some boys basketball here in the area. That's a good scrimmage. It's been a good one the last number of years. Yeah, and, and we are very thankful uh, to be able to continue this. Uh, you know, Coach Shannon and I, uh, you know, we extended this series. Um, you know, it, this would be, I believe, would be year four um, for us for us in this controlled scrimmage. And, uh, you know, I think it helps them. I think, uh, obviously, they help us a lot um, and, and be able to uh, kind of get ready for the season. Uh, but uh, it, it's always a lot of fun. Um, you know, New Albany is always really, really good, uh, you know, and we, we feel like, um, you know, that uh, um, that's the only way you get better is to play uh, really good teams, and uh, we want to play play them, and, um, you know, they, they obviously wanted to keep us going too, and um, so we're looking forward to Saturday um, and coming to New Albany. Absolutely. As a coach, these scrimmages are a bit different from a regular season game, but what do, you, what do you and Coach Shannon look to get out of these things, these controlled scrimmages? Is it just a, a real feel for what it's like to go up against another team after all the inner squad and the practices in-house over the course of the fall and the winter so far? Yeah, and I think for us, that, that, that's what's big for us, is, is being able to go out there and uh, compete against somebody uh, different than ourselves. Uh, you know, obviously, as you go through and uh, you, you're doing a lot of the controlled stuff against each other or inner squad scrimmages, and and uh, it's nice to see somebody different and, and go out there and uh, compete against somebody different because uh, they give you a little bit different look. And, and obviously, when you, you look at uh, New Albany, 
um, and the program that they've got, um, it obviously makes us better because uh, um, they're really good. So, uh, you know, and we, we look forward to that. I think uh, ultimately you go back uh, to the drawing board before you get ready to open up the season the following week and uh, say, hey, we got to clean this up. Uh, this was this went well. This obviously we got a lot of work to do on, and uh, uh, it's just been really good. So uh, we're we're really looking forward to it, um, and uh, you know we think it's going to be a really good scrimmage. Absolutely, talking with Nate Hawkins, he's the head coach at Heritage Hills. Coach, obviously the main reason for the discussion today is Trent Sicily. He is an absolute stud here in mm-hmm. Southern Indiana. Member of the 2025 class. Six foot seven or so is height, 185 pound forward for you guys at Heritage Hills. It seems like since we spoke last, and it's been, I think, back maybe at the midway point of the summer or so, his recruiting has taken even another level. He's got a lot of the Big Ten Conference looking at him now, Coach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he does. And, uh, you know, and I'll start. We just did our, uh, we just weighed him in and did our measurements the other day. Matt and uh, Trent has actually grown another inch. He's now at six eight and uh, weighed in at two oh six. Wow! So uh, if that gives you any idea of uh, his work ethic and uh, what he's done, obviously in the weight room, I mean, uh, you know, all of this that he has put on is uh, his muscle, and and uh, he's become a lot stronger, uh, which is obviously going to help his game um, and expand him uh, to that next, uh, the, you know, that next area of his game, I guess. But. Uh, uh, but you know when you you talk about Trent, um, I mean he he just he just such a relentless worker. Um, I think that's right off the bat. But uh, you know not only that, but uh, you know just what he what he brings to our whole program. Um, he, he does things that you know you will look at Matt and you'll go wow how, how did that get done? Uh, but that is uh, that is what Trent does. He, he just uh, you know he runs the floor hard all the time. Uh, for us, uh, he plays one through five on the floor. I mean, he's just a really, really good basketball player. We'll, we'll post him. He'll run our point some. He'll play on the wing some, coming off ball screens and attacking. And that, that's what, uh, you know, I think that's what these college coaches want to see out of him. And they've just seen uh, his overall game expand. And, you know, right now he, he sets at uh, five Big Ten offers. Um, you know, we look for that list to continue to grow because, uh, he, he's just a super, super talent. And uh, another thing is uh, uh, just a great kid who works really hard in the classroom as well. Yeah, great uh, great update on Trent Sicily. Nate Hawkins, his coach at Heritage Hills, joining us here to begin our Thursday program. Coach, through your fall workouts and open gyms and even practices, it's really been a who's who of the Big Ten and, and some big Division One coaches from the Midwest and beyond have been on your campus. I think I saw one day maybe you had – Coach Painter and Coach Woodson there at the same practice. I mean, that that's neat, not just for Trent Sicily and his family, but for you, your coaches, and really your entire program to see people like that come to Lincoln City to watch a player that's just so young in his high school career. Yeah, it, it is. And, uh, you know, it just uh, it just means a lot to um, – I just think everybody, you know, and within our community and, and um, you know, all of our other players and, uh, and obviously Trent, um, because obviously they're there for, uh, you know, to see Trent. But uh, it just elevates, I think, everything uh, that we do. Um, you know, and our kids just, uh, they just, they, they love seeing that and uh, that excitement that's, that is there. But, uh, um, you know, we've had, uh, we've had a lot of different guys that have come in to see Trent and, um you know, and, and that's just really a really neat thing 
Um, and, uh, you know, obviously I, uh, I, I open the door and, uh, you know, and say, Hey, you know, anybody that wants to come in there, they feel free to come in. And, uh, uh, we, we love having guests in our gymnasium, um, you know, to see Trent and see our basketball team and see, you know, just our, our basketball program. Um, you know, we feel like, um, you know, that uh, our basketball program is, uh, is really good and is in a really good position right now. We've got a great culture, Matt, um, just, uh, uh, kids are excited uh, all the way down to our, our little guys, and uh, you know, and, and we just want to continue to uh, push forward and uh, take the next step. Absolutely, Nate Hawkins of Heritage Hills is my guest, talking a lot about Trent Sicily today. I was looking at your schedule, Coach, because after the scrimmage Saturday at New Albany, uh, you guys have a very interesting schedule. A lot of tough challenges. It's clear that you've worked hard to get this schedule at a level where it can showcase Trent and really some other players you have as well on this team. So the schedule this year, and you guys are used to playing a good schedule and have taken on all comers and other seasons as well, but it seems to really have expanded with some opportunities. Yeah, it has. And, and I, I have worked really hard to get our schedule to, to the way that we wanted. And, uh, you know, obviously to showcase Trent and some of our players because, uh, you know, as good as Trent is, we've, we've got some really good basketball players in our program outside of Trent as well. And, um, you know, we are, a, we are a very young team yet, though, uh, Matt. That's the thing that, uh, you know, I think that people tend to forget. We've got three seniors, one juniors and, and, and on our team, and then the rest are, uh, you know, we got five sophomores and, uh, and two freshmen um, that are playing for us. But, uh, but our young guys, uh, you know, have really grown and have really done a good job of listening to our upperclassmen um, and, and taking on that role and, uh, because they are really talented. Uh, but um, but overall, the schedule, um, I mean, you, you look down it, like you said, Matt, I mean, uh, every night is a challenge uh, for us. You know, we start, uh, we got North Harrison coming in right off the bat, uh, very, very well coached, good basketball team, um, and not very, you know, right after that, then, uh, you know, we've got a home game against Perry Central, but then we go to Brownsburg for the uh, Sneakers for Santa uh, Classic. And, uh, you know, we're really looking forward to playing Brownsburg, who's, a, you know, a very talented uh, basketball team. they got the uh, Ketchins kid who is uh, going to Purdue, um, you know, along with a bunch of other kids that can really play as well. Um, and then, um, you know, we feel like our, our home slate is, uh, is, is pretty good, too. I mean, to where uh, this thing is really going to prepare us uh, very well um, as, as we head into the uh, tournament here um, at the end of the season. So, and that's ultimately what our goal was, is that uh, let's continue to get better every, every night, um, whether that's practice, game, whatever it is, uh, continue to get better. And that's our main goal, you know, is to learn to, to play together, get our chemistry really good, get better, and, uh, and obviously have the chance to uh, make a run here in March. Absolutely. Nate Hawkins is my guest, the coach from Heritage Hills, talking about Trent Sicily, his recruiting and more. Coach, I thought you did a fantastic job earlier taking us through all the developments with Trent, his height, his strength, and just mm-hmm. some parts of his game uh, that have grown and, and how you plan to use him this year. What Really what college coaches want to see. Uh, is there one area yeah. or two that you can really point to that since we spoke last and he, be, he has been through this big off-season program and a lot of really good travel uh, opportunities with exposure. Is there an area or two that you really notice development you can see him taking off in? 
Yeah, I, I think that I the biggest uh, thing that he brings to the table and where he really is uh, uh, sets him part sets himself apart from a lot of other people is uh, you know his motor, uh, Matt. I mean, he just goes, 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 and uh, you know, and, and the way that he rebounds the basketball and attacks the offensive glass. Uh, you know, I think you're going to see. Uh, I mean, he's a freshman; he averaged over nine rebounds a game. Um, you know, I, and I even think his numbers could even go up higher there um, just because of the way he pursues the basketball and he just never, never stops. And, uh, and, and with his motor, the way that he runs the floor in transition, uh, it's a big asset for us. But, uh, and, and, you know, and the other thing is you'll see him handling the basketball. I mean, he's going to lead our break a lot of times. Um, and, um, you know, and then in the, the other area, uh, and he's spent a lot of time on this, is shooting the basketball. He, he gets into that gym early every morning, uh, gets our doctor dish out, and you're just you're going to see uh, just his ability to be able to shoot it beyond the perimeter or attack off the bounce and, and pull up and score as well. But uh, uh, yeah, Trent is in store for uh, you know a, a really good career here at Heritage Chills over these next three years as well, and and he's already had a great he already had a great freshman campaign, uh, so. Uh, you know, I think he has uh, got a very bright future, and uh, you know, I, I understand why all the college coaches are so interested in him uh, because he's going to be a really, really good one. Absolutely, Coach. Uh, I know Mike Woodson has been very involved, his coaching staff as well. This looks like it's mm-hmm. shaping up to be a real battle, a real recruiting battle between Indiana, Purdue, and even other Big Ten schools as well. Uh, any insight on mm-hmm. what it's been like for you and for his family to deal with Coach Woodson and the staff? And I, I know that, again, it's still pretty early in this thing, but any sure. idea where Indiana stands? Well, you know, I think Indiana's done a really good job of recruiting, uh, Trent. Um, you know, and I tell you, uh, Coach Walsh, uh, has kind of been leading that that charge there um, with Trent, um, you know, and Coach has done a, a phenomenal job of uh, you know really um, recruiting Trent and and making him uh, understand where he fits. Uh, you know, if he ever decides to come to Indiana, where he fits, and that he is very wanted there at Indiana. Um, and then uh, Coach Woodson has been down. Uh, we, we've uh, he obviously invited uh, Trent to Hoosier hysteria, and then. Uh, uh, we went along with him as well, and uh, you, you can just see the, uh, the the love and the uh, care that Coach has for his players, and, uh, and and the recruits that were there that that evening. And uh, you know, I know it meant a lot to Trent that uh, Coach Woodson uh, was there on uh, one of our first uh, open gym dates there in the fall. Um, you know, and just letting him know that uh, you know he is a priority. And uh, but I do think that uh, Indiana has done a really good job of recruiting him and putting themselves in a good position uh, to, uh, you know, obviously get Trent to um, maybe come to Indiana someday. Coach Hawkins, uh, I mentioned that uh, you're at Heritage Hills previously at Forest Park. You've had a great career thus far coaching in our state. A lot of wins, a great record. You've had tournament success, and you've had other really good players on your rosters at both places. But what what's it like to be a coach in our state for as many years as you have and see these big names coming in your gym and have a player and others as well on the team that are very good, but have a player that's at that elite level like Trent that you get a chance to work with and be with and help mold over the course of four years. Well, you know, Matt, it is really special uh, because, yeah, I mean, 
you never know whenever you're coaching. I mean, obviously, uh, you get what you get in, in coaching as far as uh, the players that you have, and this is what you're going to work with. And uh, to be able to have such a special talent um, as Trent come through, I mean, I feel very blessed to be able to work with him. I, I was very fortunate to have uh, uh, his brother Blake, who is at Wright State now, um, and I had him, and then uh, we've, ha- we've had some other really good ones uh, that have also come through the program over the years. But, uh, you know, it is. It's, it's a blessing to be able to be around these guys, uh, to watch them and, and help them develop and, and hopefully uh, help them to be prepared for that next step uh, as they do head off to college and, and understand uh, uh, what it takes and how hard you have to work uh, in order to uh, uh, get on the floor there in the, at the uh, especially Division One level. So, um, you know, we are uh, we're, we're very happy with uh, – the progress that Trent has made to this point, but, uh, you know, he's just uh, scratching the surface. He's going to continue to get better, Matt, and uh, uh, he's going to be a joy for these fans to watch, and uh, he's obviously a joy for me to coach. All right, great stuff. Nate Hawkins of Heritage Hills. Coach, it's uh, 1 p.m. at the Doghouse in New Albany. Is that right? That is correct. Yeah, Eastern time. Uh, We are uh, down in Santa Claus. We are still on slow time, so it's 12 (laughs) o'clock our time. All right, but, we'll uh, see you Saturday at New Albany. You know how that... <laughs> we'll yeah, see you we Saturday will, at New Albany. It's, it's always great to yeah. catch up, Coach. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Well, I appreciate it, Matt, and uh, you know, and enjoy coming on and uh, talking hoops with you, like always. Absolutely, Nate Hawkins, one of the really good guys in our state basketball coach at Heritage Hills, and he's got a really good player in Trent Sisley that we'll be keeping a very close eye on as we'll many folks here over the next few years. Uh, but if you want to get out and see Trent Sisley up close and personal, as Coach Hawkins said, 1 o'clock at the Doghouse in New Albany. Also a chance to get a look at New Albany. A little unknown there about what they will offer this season. Uh, so a chance to see Sicily and see New Albany and get your Southern Indiana High School basketball season started as a fan coming up on Saturday. Again, that scrimmage is at 1 o'clock. We'll head to a commercial break. When we come back, Alex Bozich of Inside the Hall is with us. We'll break down IU Xavier and talk some other bullet points around the Hoosiers. Big-time game coming up, at least an early big-time game in the season with that Xavier contest on Friday night. Stay with us. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. You know, a basketball hero around here is treated like a god. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a southern Indiana perspective. You know, most people would kill to be treated like a god just for a few moments. Here's Matt Dennison. And we're back here on this Thursday program. The Thornton's text line is open. That number is 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. Texter says, uh, Matt, missed the Monday and Wednesday live shows and can't seem to find the podcast. Are those available? I think we had some tech problems with the Monday podcast, so nothing was uploaded. And then I was out yesterday, so uh, that's why you can't find those. But don't forget, you can always find us uh, Anywhere you listen to podcasts, all you got to do is search for the Hoosier Report 
with Matt Dennison, and you will find us there. If you got a question on IU basketball, a topic you'd like me to bring up with Alex Bozich of Inside the Hall, who is with me right now, you can send that in on the Thornton's text line at 502-414-1450. Alex, not sure if you heard the first segment or not, but boy, Trent Sisley of Heritage Hills, he's becoming a real Big Ten recruit. I mean, he's got, what, five offers, I believe, from within the Big Ten Conference and its members, and shaping up just as a sophomore for him, Indiana, it's, it's going to be a real battle, I think. Yeah, he's definitely somebody who has, um, early in his high school career, even before he played a high school game last season, Matt, somebody that fans uh, throughout the state had an awareness of, and uh, he proved last season that he's one of the, the best underclassmen in the state. And it sounds like uh, he's off to another uh, tremendous start this year uh, as well. So it's going to be uh, a fierce recruitment. I think Indiana's done a great job, though, early on. Uh, prioritizing him. I think they've done as much as anybody could do to this point uh, to make him feel like he's a priority. I know in all the conversations with the reporters that we've had working on his recruitment, I've talked to him and people close to him. They've had nothing but good things to say about Indiana. They've tried to have him on campus uh, as much as as possible uh, for visits. I think Indiana uh, at this point is going to be a a player in his recruitment, and I I know – you know, we, we've always kind of talked about the importance of getting in-state recruits. I think sometimes it's overblown, but when you have a, a young man like this, it's this close to, to campus and is this talented of a player, I think you've got to throw all the resources you can behind uh, him, uh, his recruitment, and try, and try to get him to come to campus. And the other thing I'll say is, is just with NIL, uh, the opportunity I feel like for a kid from Indiana uh, if they're going to come to Bloomington and have a chance to be a really standout player, which uh, he seems like he could be one day, I-, I think the NIL opportunities with him would kind of be through the roof. I mean, I always stop and think about this the other day, Matt. I was thinking about what would Romeo have been worth coming to Indiana from an NIL perspective if he would have come and the rules were different. Uh, it- it's really crazy to think about that. And obviously a couple years too early for him, but I think kids from Indiana uh, moving forward – uh, with that IU brand and being from the state, it's the opportunity to earn a lot of money while they're in, in, in college playing basketball. is going to be tremendous. Indiana's NIL operation, and really I shouldn't say Indiana's, but the overall NIL situation out there for for Indiana athletes got a big mm-hmm. bump uh, with a $1 million anonymous gift, a matching gift uh, that will create even more opportunities for players. It sounds like across a lot of different sports through some of the collectives to uh, cash in on being a college athlete and get some um, income coming in that, that those type of announcements, uh, the staff, I'm not sure exactly what they can and can't use in the recruiting process, but they've got to love to get that funnel that to those uh, potential targets somehow. Yeah, they've got a lot of work to do. Um, I'm not sure, Matt, if you talked about this at all or if you saw the clip on Twitter, Tom Allen talking to, to Don Fisher on his radio show uh, this week just about the NIL situation and, and just where Indiana is right now. He was very honest in terms of the resources that are available at IU compared to some of the other Big, big Ten schools and other schools around the country. And the bottom line with this stuff, uh, regardless of what you think about it as a fan or a media member or any, anybody else, you know, you either uh, 
put the resources towards it and, and uh, try to maximize as much as you can in order to get kids or you're going to be left behind. And I think um, men's basketball team is obviously in a, in a really good position uh, with this. I think they're doing a lot of great things, but with football they got a long way to go. And so, yeah, it's, it's an uphill battle. Uh, these SEC schools are, are super aggressive uh, with the collectives, and uh, there's just – I think Tom Allen mentioned – uh, a comment from Ryan Day, the Ohio State football coach, mentioning I think at media day or before the season that uh, it takes about thirteen million a year uh, for them to kind of sustain their roster from an NIL perspective. So that just kind of lets you know what kind of money's being thrown around at this point. And and honestly, if, if you're not playing that game, then then you're not going to get uh, recruits that are uh, you know going to be valuable in terms of helping you win games. Absolutely. Talking with Alex Bozich inside the hall. Um, you know, I mentioned Xavier is going to be a real test for Indiana on uh, Friday. I, I don't think that's an untrue statement by any stretch of the imagination, but somebody told me over the commercial break they had a chance to keep an eye on or watch portions of Xavier's game on Tuesday and that they really were in a neck-and-neck battle for a great part of the uh, game against Fairfield. I think they ended up winning by 13 points or 12 points or or something like that. So any any before we get into this Xavier game and what you're going to be looking for from IU's side of things, anything on Xavier as far as the level of challenge that this could be? I mean, the one thing I'll say, uh, the team that they played on Tuesday, Fairfield, a couple things. They're 217 in Ken Palm, which isn't great, but it's a lot better than what Indiana's played so far in terms of competition. They've played three teams that are ranked in the 200s right now. Uh, from a Ken Palm perspective, they won all the games by double figures. Two of them, they've won by 20 or more. Uh, Thursday, or Tuesday, they won by 13. They didn't have Colby Jones, who's one of their best players, one of their guards. Uh, first team all Big East preseason pick. Just kind of a versatile piece that does a ton for them. Uh, it's unknown at this point whether or not he's going to be available uh, tomorrow. Sounds like he had a sprained ankle in practice on Monday and could be a game-time decision. So, I mean, that's one thing. Uh, you know, I watched a decent part of that game. Uh, you know, the other kind of thing that to keep in mind is they're playing Fairfield, so hard to really get up, I guess, for an up, a game like that. Uh, I would think the building and the, the uh, atmosphere is going to be a lot different for a game against Indiana uh, tomorrow night. And, you know, Xavier's a formidable team. Uh, they're a top 40 team right now in Ken Palm. Look at what Indiana did on the road last season. Uh, two road games, they beat four, or three, three teams on the road. Uh, that were ranked, I think, 80 or lower in Ken Palm. They beat Maryland. They beat Nebraska and Minnesota. None of those teams are tournament uh, NCAA tournament teams. Xavier enters the season as a team that's expected to make the tournament. So they're no slouch. Uh, they've got two guys in the front court, Jack Nungy, who we're all familiar with from his days in Southern Indiana and also playing in Iowa, uh, can step out and make three-pointers. He's five of eight from distance uh, this season. Uh, being a seven-footer, that's impressive. And, and Zach Fremantle. Uh, is another really good front court player. He had a triple double actually on uh, against Fairfield on Tuesday. So Xavier, they've uh, you know it's, it's a game Indiana's going to be favored to win, uh, probably slightly, uh, but it's definitely not going to be a, a game where Indiana is just going to show up and uh, be able to uh, not play their best and walk away with the win. It's a tough place to play. Uh, they support their program, and it's the first big game uh, this season for them under. Uh, a new coaching staff, uh, Sean Miller, obviously making his return. He's going to be fired up definitely to play Indiana, and I think it's going to be an excellent uh, test for the Hoosiers uh, early in the season. 
I tell you what, you bring up an interesting point. Sean Miller, obviously the brother of Archie Miller. There, I would say, would be no love lost between the Miller family and the IU program. No, no doubt about it. Uh, they, uh, if you listen to any of the stuff that um, Sean and Archie did last season together on the field of '68, um, definitely very close. Obviously, they're brothers, but they talk all the time. And, uh, you know, I don't think Sean's going to come out and say there's any extra motivation, but he, he, he's, it's something he's definitely thinking about uh, in the back of his mind. I mean, it's human nature, you know, whether or not you agree or, or disagree with Indiana moving on from Archibald, it was a justified move, uh, so you can't really fault uh, Indiana for moving on. But, you know, when your family's involved, I think some emotions uh, get involved. So I, I think Sean Miller's going to have a little extra tapping his sub. I don't know that that will affect his players in any way, but it's definitely a matchup he's going to be looking forward to. Absolutely. Talking to Alex Bozich inside the hall here on our Thursday edition of the program. This is definitely the first big game, formidable opponent for Indiana. So in this first real challenge, what will you be looking for from this roster to see if they could be the type of team that we all think they could and how they've been ranked and mentioned in the preseason? I mean, I think when you go on the road, anytime you go on the road, there's a couple things that, that you look for. Uh, are you going to rebound? Are you going to defend? And are you going to take care of the ball? Obviously, you got to make shots from the perimeter uh, it's, at, some, at some level. But I think if you, if you defend and if you rebound and take care of the ball, and with the talent this team has, you're going to give yourself a chance to win most games. Indiana's got the players, they've got the personnel across this roster where they're going to be able to be competitive in most games, but it comes down to kind of playing as uh, limiting your mistakes and doing the little things uh, that it takes to win games, and so that, that more than anything else is what I'm going to be looking for. I mean, Indiana's not been challenged through these first four games, two exhibitions, two regular season games. You can get away with a lot of things that, that get covered up by the talent deficiency uh, of the opponents that you're playing. That's not going to be the case on Friday. They're going to have to come out and be sharp. They're going to have to be focused, and they're going to have to execute on both ends of the court to come away with a win. Like I said, it's not an easy place to play. It's a, it's a somewhat intimate setting. They're going to have I – mean, I've been tracking the ticket prices for this game. It's, I think 80 or 90 bucks just to get in uh, to, for standing room only. So it's definitely a hot ticket. And I think they're going to have a great crowd and a great atmosphere. And, and they're an upperclassmen – led team. They've got a lot of juniors and seniors. They didn't have a great year last year. They did win NIT, though, and uh, they have guys that know how to win games. And that That's, you know, I, I think we assume that Indiana is going to be a better road team this year, but it's mostly the same guys back from last year, and you got some freshmen uh, that are obviously big contributors, but they're going on the road for the first time. So I would not assume anything. I think it's going to be a game that Indiana should win if they play well, but they're going to have to, as I said, they're going to have to rebound. They're going to have to defend. They're going to have to take care of the ball. If they want to walk away with the win, otherwise I think it could be a tough learning lesson uh, going on the road uh, against the well-coached team for the first time. Yeah, no question. Alex Bozich inside the hall. Alex, it's hard to believe we're days away from Thanksgiving, 
and of course the mm-hmm. end of this month, the North Carolina games coming up. I don't want to overlook Xavier by any stretch of the imagination, but I've already seen some names that are supposed to be in Bloomington as far as recruiting goes. And as the schedule ramps up, if Indiana can continue having some success here early in the season, I think it's only going to help the recruiting as well. And it looks like that North Carolina prime time late night game really for us on East Coast time uh, is going to be a big, big recruiting opportunity at the end of November. For sure, Matt. I don't I, unless I'm, unless you're having a show next week on Thanksgiving. I don't think we'll talk again before that game either. So the next time I think we'll talk is what the, the day after that game. Two That's weeks right. from, from today is, will be that game. So yeah, it, it's going to be a uh, crazy atmosphere. Uh, I've been to some some really uh, just insane atmospheres at, at Assembly Hall. I think it's going to be up there because it's. It's really the first time in a while where Indiana's had these preseason expectations. Fans are excited. It's going to be a great time uh, to be able to showcase the program, have recruits. It's really all, you can't really ask for anything more. Uh, you know, if Indiana can beat Xavier on Friday and, and take care of business before North Carolina, they're probably going in, into that game as a top-10 team nationally. I think North Carolina, regardless of what happens with them, they're number one right now. You can say we're to to take a loss, they're going to still be in the top ten by that game. So it's going to be just, I think, a, a very fascinating game just to watch how Indiana responds to having those expectations and such a such a great atmosphere uh, to to play in front of. And, and like I said, like, or like you said, prime time matchup. Uh, fans will have all day to to get ready for the game, and I think it's just going to be a really fun game to watch. North Carolina has not been great either this season. For the first through the first three games, they've had some closer than expected games i think there's a lot of people who are wondering maybe if they were a little bit overrated coming into the year um but we'll see i think it's a game that indiana another one they should have a really good chance to win but they're gonna have to come out and play well and do the little things it takes to to get out of there with the w alex bozich inside the hall he's with us thursdays here on the show alex thanks for the chat uh, you're right no conversation next week because of thanksgiving so have a great thanksgiving and We'll talk again soon. This month is moving right along. All right, Matt. Have a good one, and uh, we'll talk again in a couple weeks. All right, Alex Bozich with us. We'll head to a commercial break. When we come back, a really good story locally. uh, Peyton Drummond, she's a junior at Floyd Central, committed to IU softball. There's been a great connection between Floyd and IU softball, and we'll talk about that with Peyton, her commitment, and a lot more coming up next. You're listening to a Thursday edition of the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. I'll handle this the way I want to handle it now that I'm here. You it up to begin with. Now just sit there or leave. I don't give a what you do. Now, back to the game. Here's Matt Dennison. All right, we're back. Final segment on this Thursday program. It is wonderful to check in with some of our local student-athletes that are playing the game at the very top of their level. And Peyton Drummond, 
Uh, Floyd Central softball is an example of another local player getting an opportunity when she's done at Floyd, and she's still got two full seasons ahead uh, to play Division I softball. She's committed to IU. She did so back in October. And let's let's take a look at her career. A 5'10 batting average. She's been the team leader at Floyd Central. A 5'28 on-base percentage. 46 stolen bases last season. That was a school record. She tied for a school record there. Six doubles, two triples. She led the team with the two triples as well. And an all-around great player and leader, according to Sean Payne, her coach of Floyd Central Softball. Peyton is with us now to talk about her commitment to Indiana and more. Peyton, first off, congratulations on your career so far. You're halfway through with two seasons left. And most importantly, congratulations on this early getting your college situation figured out, already committed to the Indiana Hoosiers. Yeah, thank you. It's been my biggest dream to play at IU, and I'm just excited to get it started. Well, tell us about your decision first and foremost to pick the Hoosiers. Had it been a dream of yours for years, or was it something that came about as recruiting got underway? Yeah, so my dad played football at IU and we've I've grown up going to all the football games and the softball games and I started to build a relationship with coach Stanton and the rest of her staff and I just fell in love with the program and it it was a no-brainer for me well that's great now you mentioned your father played football at Indiana so I know that's kind of given you a little family connection and has kept you real close to Bloomington you mentioned going up for football games and I know a a diehard supporter of Indiana your family is what's it been like to been raised as an IU fan and now get the chance to to be in their recruiting class and eventually know you're going to be there playing one day it means a lot actually because I I knew I always wanted it to happen and you know, it it all goes to my dad because he's the one who really helped me through it all. He stayed after practice with me, went early. You know, it's I give all the thanks to him. Oh, that's great stuff. Also, another interesting connection to you at Floyd Central and to the IU softball program is Gabby Jenkins. She was one of the all-time great Highlander softball players, and she's on staff now as an assistant coach at Indiana. I'm sure in addition to just kind of knowing Bloomington and knowing Indiana as a place that you really wanted to be at, having someone that played at the very same high school, uh, the same program that you do, that probably had to be a benefit as well. Yes, Gabby's always been like my big sister, and I was actually her first class of little sister of the little sister program they do at IU, and I've always dreamed to be like Gabby Jenkins. So to see it come to life is just crazy to me. All right, talking with Peyton Drummond, she committed to IU softball back in October, and she's gearing up for a big junior season for Floyd Central once we get through the winter. Coach Payne, Peyton, he told me earlier today that you not only are a great player as far as your stats and all that you do on the field, but that also you're a big leader for the program and have for have been that since day one. He also mentioned that you bring a lot of energy uh, to Floyd Central softball. Can you talk about how important it is to be a leader and what type of energy that he's talking about when he says you bring a lot to the program? Yeah, you know, like I just want to have that good culture feel for everyone. 
and I try my best to make it the most enjoyable place for all my teammates, and that's one of the big reasons I chose IU and fell in love with it was because the culture with the players and the coaches was just, like, my dream to play there, and that's definitely a big factor and why I've chose to take that role as a leader. Absolutely. Peyton Drummond, our guest. Peyton, Floyd Central's been a great softball program for a number of years now. I know you guys have big hopes for the upcoming season, and I'm sure you would love to see lots of success for you and your teammates over the course of the remaining two seasons you have at Floyd. What What's the Floyd program like, and what are the expectations for you guys this spring? And now that you can focus solely on the, the role that, that you have with the Highlanders and your Recruiting is out of the way. What, what what does a big junior year look like for you and for your team? We plan to have a good culture with everyone and to really start building that at the beginning. And, like, even now we have started to do team dinners and started to build such a greater connection with everyone, which I think that's the biggest factor in us having success in our season all right Peyton you got to tell me I listed off some of your stats and some of the things that you've done to help lead this team and program in recent seasons what are you working on now that recruiting is out of the way what are you working on over the winter uh, while some of these other sports are playing out before your season gets here Um, I've done a lot of track I've actually been asked to do track, but I've been doing a lot of speed training and um, those hitting at IU on Wednesday nights and, you know, just keep hitting every day, you know, just going through my routine so I can be ready for IU. You know, we have so many Division One athletes from our area in different sports. Uh, I always brag on this area and want to be a cheerleader for this area. One of the things that I hear on radio, off radio, from folks like you that are good at your craft and are going to play at the highest level you can is that it's a year-round thing, and you're working every day. You're hitting every day. You're doing all this stuff all the time. It takes a real commitment to not just be an athlete for your team at, at Floyd Central, but it takes a real commitment to be an elite player and to reach the Division One level. Can you talk a little bit about how you manage school and softball and track and all the other things you're doing? Yeah, for sure. Like, it is a lot to play all year round and to deal with school and everything, but school's always came first for me. I've always made sure everything with school was done first, and then, you know, after school, I'll go get some swings, I'll go to track, and then work on my work, and it's just a routine that you have to have, and then the weekends you can show all the work you put in on the weekdays. All right, Peyton Drummond, our guest. Peyton, another reason to pay attention to IU softball this spring. She'll be playing for Coach Stanton, of course, Gabby Jenkins, former Floyd Central great softball player on staff as an assistant coach. Peyton, as we get out of here for today, We've been talking a lot about this Indiana basketball team. Have you been to a game this season, or do you have plans to go this season? And uh, what kind of year do you think they're going to have? I'm hoping they have a good year, you know. (laughs) I haven't been to a game yet, but I do plan on going to some after 
you know, the IU Purdue football game. So after that, I my se- after my season for travel ball calms down, I plan on getting to some IU basketball games. But, you know, I'm hoping they are good this year and win a lot. All right, sounds good. Peyton Drummond of Floyd Central. Peyton, again, congratulations on the big decision, a commitment very early to IU softball. We'll be tracking you this spring, okay? All right. All right, Peyton Drummond, our guest today. And that's going to wrap up this Thursday edition of the program. Don't forget, if you missed the live show, you could always catch us as a podcast. We're available wherever you listen to podcasts. All you got to do is search for the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison, and you will find us there. Have a great Thursday. Uh, I don't know if there's any real great college games on tonight, but boy, Friday, I know a lot of people excited for that IU and Xavier basketball game. It's an early game, kind of an odd time, I think, for a Friday night game. Uh, But then coming up this week at Indiana and Michigan State football as well. And as Peyton mentioned, we're a week away from the big IU-Purdue football game also. Have a great Thursday. Back with you Friday. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison.